The Rangers come into May off a winning month, only their second since the 2020 season. On this show, I'm breaking down five reasons why the Rangers will go above 500 in the month of May. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Patrick, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan since 2010, the founder and host for all five seasons of this Locked On Rangers podcast. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. Shout out to the everydayers. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Subscribe on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below before we get into the five reasons why the Rangers are going to have another winning month, the second in a row. This episode is brought to you by by game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Now, the Rangers are coming off a month of April and also one game in uh, March where they are 17-11 and 11 with a plus 72 run differential. They are atop the AL West. According to Fangraphs, they have a 52.7% chance to make the playoffs um, and 44% chance to make the playoffs. According to Baseball Reference, who has the Rangers at a 1.1% chance to win the World Series, which I believe was at maybe half, half a percent before this season, which, you know, things are looking up. I think those odds should be a little bit higher with some of the scuffles that the other teams in the American League West are having right now. I'll talk more about that on tomorrow's show as well as the first game of this series against the Diamondbacks. But the Rangers are a good team right now. I talked a lot about it on yesterday's show. If you haven't checked that one out, it was very good to just blast some sunshine and positivity, which is well-earned. Honestly, the Rangers are a good team at this point, and they haven't even hit their full stride. It has been... They have had some challenges. They are going to continue to have some challenges in the month of May, but I still think this team is going to have a winning record in the month of May and hopefully still be on top of the AOS. Maybe not, but they'll still be in a good position for playoff contention because right now they showed in the first month of the season this team is a playoff contender, no doubt about it. Now, reason number one that the Rangers will have a winning month of May is because of Nathaniel Lowe. Nathaniel Lowe has had a decent season. It's not been anything too flashy. He's got an OPS of 797. He's got four home runs in 28 games. He's hitting just 257 and, you know, playing his usual Nathaniel Lowe brand of defense at first base, which is still somehow in the 98th percentile of outs above average, which I don't necessarily agree with. But it hasn't felt like he has been that impressive this year. He's all the numbers, the expected numbers, all the baseball savant numbers, expected batting average in the top 10% of baseball. So that that 257, that's not what he is expected to be hitting right now. He's still walking at a good rate, striking out at a good rate, hitting the ball decently hard, but it hasn't felt like he has been all that impressive as of late, except for the last seven games. He's really turning things around. He's had quite a few balls that looked like they were going to be home runs, but but weren't. Um, he finally got one over the fence again in the final game of that series against the Yankees. He, uh, in his last seven games, he has really been heating up. He's only hitting 261, but he's got an on base of 414 and slugging 652 with a pair of home runs, five walks, and 
four RBIs in that seven-game span. I have really liked what I've seen from him as of late. We saw last year he was one of the best hitters in all of baseball. There was no doubt about it. He was the best offensive player on the Rangers, and they even had Corey Seager, who had 33 home runs as a shortstop, and Adoles Garcia, who was doing great things offensively, and, and Marcus Simeon, who, after a terrible start to the season was fantastic for the final four months of the season but Nathaniel Lowe was there from day one he took it to another level in the month of August where he had nearly 1100 OPS for that month the guy was just on fire and he hasn't quite been that to this point and I really think we're going to start seeing the best from Nathaniel Lowe the rest of this lineup around him has has really done well without him you know absolutely crushing it not he hasn't been bad by any means this is not to disparage Nathaniel Lowe Nathaniel Lowe is a very good player but he hasn't quite been his fully best version of himself Simeon's been great you know with an OPS over 800 Jonah Heim has been fantastic Josh Young has been fantastic Adoles Garcia has been exceptional as well and the Rangers haven't needed a whole lot from Daniel Lowe and I think that's the sign of a good team is that you have a lot of depth the number two reason that the Rangers will have a winning month of May is because of of complaints I had in my Twitter mentions. Yes, I'm really basing this off of that. Yesterday, I tweeted out, oh, congratulations, quote tweeting this this thing that I did earlier that really blew up and got Astros fans really mad about me checking the standings or any anyone having the audacity to check the standings in the month of April and see that the Astros weren't on top of the AOS like it feels like they have been every day for the past, I don't know, five, six years. Um, and the Rangers were on top. And I was just saying, oh, it was nice to have the Rangers there. And a bunch of Astros fans were really mad. Oh, too early. Too early to check the standings. April's way too early to check the standings. Well, it's May 1st, May 2nd, actually. And the Rangers are still alone atop the American League West. And I still had some Rangers fans who were doubting, complaining in my mentions. And their complaints really encouraged me. Uh, not that, you know, a lot of complaints in my, my Twitter mentions have ever really encouraged me. But... But these did. The complaints that that these fans had were about the depth of this lineup, about the bullpen, and about, you know, basically, basically, and the depth of the bullpen as well. It's like, oh, well, the Rangers number eight and nine hitters, those guys really suck. Oh, well, the Rangers number seven hitter, those guys aren't really great. Well, those guys actually are doing pretty well. The depth of this lineup has been incredibly impressive, even without Corey Seager and without Mitch Garver. Ezekiel Durant has stepped up. He's got a 778 OPS. He's usually hitting in the 8 or 9 hole. Louis Tavares has kind of been a, a mess offensively. His OPS is down below 600. Um, Bubba Thompson, his OPS is also way down there. I mean, his on base is just 222. But you usually only have one of those guys in your lineup at any given point. The other guy is hitting, you know, in the sixth hole is Jonah Heim with a 978 OPS. Your your number five hitter is Josh Young, who's got six home runs and OPS over 800, 824. He has been absolutely crushing it this season. Your number seven hole hitter is usually a guy named Robbie Grossman, who has been absolutely fantastic for the Rangers after a really slow start for him. It has been, he has been on a freaking tear as of late. He has three home runs and OPS of 746. And if that's your number seven hitter, a guy who, you know, can hit the ball pretty hard and has been doing so as as of late the last 15 games he's hitting at 292 with an on base of 386 and slugging 458 and his last seven games he has been absolutely red hot four walks two home runs a 375 average a 448 on base and slugging over 700 that is an ops of 11 over 1150 over 1150 in his last seven games that has been robbie grossman who i believe is on an active 12 game hitting streak yes 
12 game hitting streak the guy has been crazy hot for the rangers and you know sometimes he's hitting second sometimes he's hitting uh seventh and the other guy that will hit either seventh or second is travis jankowski who was not expected to make this roster and is providing some real real value he doesn't even have a home run he has an ops of 790 in 20 games this season just really found money for the rangers at this point if your number eight and nine hole hitters are you know not really living up to the hype and and that's what you have to complain about or oh well the rangers are you know they're they're bullpen they, they really suck you know they're the guy who's closing out most games are pitching the most most of the big situations will smith has a sub two era um wow that's a really terrible complaint oh this guy who was kind of named the closer has a sub one era in you know just under 10 innings uh, wow that's that's really not a whole lot to complain about oh well ian kennedy is kind of su- he's like the last guy in this bullpen and yeah his his era and his overall numbers aren't great but you look into the expected numbers and the strikeout rate and the walk rate and all the other things that kind of you know can paint a more accurate picture for a reliever of how well they're doing as opposed to one bad outing that skyrockets the ER, their ERA into a point where it never recovers all season. That's that's a really encouraging sign that this team is in a very, very good place. Coming up, we're going to look at the other three reasons why the Rangers are going to have a winning month of May. But first, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. You know, it is so hard to find last-minute tickets. Finding tickets in general is just is just such a hassle. You want to plan things out months in advance. And, you know, sometimes it's much easier to just get your tickets last-minute. And if you are more of a last-minute ticket kind of person, you're looking for some great deals, the GameTime app is the perfect app for you. Flash deals and last-minute tickets are easy to find and buy tickets of every kind for this app game time it is fantastic forget the months planning in advance game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get some exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time will credit you 110 percent the difference snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply again create an account redeem code locked on mlb for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed this episode is also brought to you by so rare our new sponsor so rare is a fan revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across all 30 mlb teams unlike other fantasy baseball platforms so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience collecting buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there is no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next level competitions and rewards. You know, recently, SoRare partnered with MLB All-Stars Juan Solo and Julio Rodriguez as, as brand ambassadors. Both are featured in SoRare's current brand campaign and will engage with the SoRare community throughout the season at MLB events. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn, that's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E dot com, to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. Now, the next reason this team will win 
a have a winning month of May. It'll be the second year in a row they have a winning month of May if they do it again this year, like they did last year, which was um, a, a fun month of May, and hopefully will be another fun month of May. Reason number three is the depth of this rotation. I know Jacob Degrom just went on the 15-day IL. Maybe it'll be more than 15 days. I I don't know at this point. It anything is possible, and I'm still only on Def Grom three. Um, because maybe I'm maybe I have a, a more level head, maybe I have lower expectations and I don't know. But this this lineup or this rotation, excuse me, is very, very deep. Nathan Eovaldi going out there and, and hurling a complete game shutout. The game just an hour or so after the Rangers got the news about Jacob Agram going on the 15-day IL, that was a huge, huge relief. Martin Perez has an ERA under two and a half. He's looking like pretty much the exact same version of Martin Perez that we saw last year. That walk rate has come down significantly, thankfully. Uh, just 2.4 walks per nine this whole staff has done a pretty good job of not walking anybody. John Gray is the one that I'm concerned about the most. I think this this start against the Diamondbacks is going to be really critical for him. The last couple of starts out have been a little rough basically since that he took that liner off the arm in Houston. It was a, a really rough start. Um, the very next time out where he tied his career high in walks and uh, just did not have a, a great time there. And against the A's on that Friday night game where they lost a game to the A's, because the Rangers couldn't just he couldn't just go at guys. That was that was the the walkie the walkie outing for him. Um, looked a little bit better his last time out against Cincinnati. Again, the Rangers still lost that game. But I have belief in John Gray. We saw what he can be four stretches at times last year. That whole two month stretch, I believe it was June and July, where he was just absolutely lights out. Thankfully, he has stayed healthy. He was able to stay off the IL. Hopefully, he can continue to stay off the IL, get those strikeout numbers back. He has not been striking guys out his last few starts. That is not the John Gray that uh, we know and appreciate. And I think that we'll see a little bit more of that as of late. Yavaldi has stepped up. Heaney has been pretty consistent. Not the best, but when he's your number five starter, I guess number four starter at this point, then, you know, we'll... We'll see what we're we're getting out of him. The strikeout numbers have been there. The walks have been eh, not super great. Home runs are well about about what you expected. A little bit less than last year, just one and a half home runs per nine, as opposed to uh, last year where he was getting absolutely tattooed at uh, 1.7 home runs per nine. And in his career, he's been you know much higher at points, including with the Angels for or with the with the Yankees, I should say. His final 12 games there in 2021, he had 3.4. 3.3 home runs per nine. He's been a little better than he was last year. The walk rate isn't quite where it was last year. The strikeouts are down a little bit from where they were with the Dodgers. I think he'll figure it out. He has shown some really brilliant outings. Um, and Dane Dunning now stepping into this rotation. We'll, we'll see when he actually gets his first start. We'll, we'll get to the point of the key off days um, that are actually really important for this Rangers team, having two of them this week. Um, but we'll see a little bit more of Dane Dunning, who has been fantastic this year in relief. A lot of times coming, well, I guess two of his best outings have come in relief of Jacob Grom coming out of the game. Now he is, I mean, 
taking his spot in the rotation. He's not going to be the Rangers ace or anything, but he's basically going to be starting the games where we would have seen Jacob deGrom. This rotation is in a good spot. And when you have five guys in there that all give you a chance to win every single day, it is much easier to have a winning month than it was with the Rangers rotation last year. Number four reason that the Rangers will have a winning record in the month of May. It'll be returns from injury. The Rangers have had now three key players injured this season. They've had a few more. Jake Odorizzi was out for the season, never played a single game. The Rangers had an injury to Glenn Otto, who I thought might end up making the pen out of camp. That didn't end up happening. We're not sure when we'll see him. Um, But the Rangers have lost Corey Seager, and they have also lost their opening day. um, Was he their opening day DH? No, he wasn't. (laughs) Mitch Garver, one of their, their opening series DH, I should say, Mitch Garver, who is also an important catcher, who also would mean that we will see less of Sandy Leone coming back. I think it'll be sometime around the, the middle of this month. Bruce Bochy this past weekend said it would be about three-ish weeks for both of those guys. They have both been missing for a significant time. We well, saw six games of Mitch Garver, but you know he and Corey Seager are number one and three on this team, respectively, in terms of OPS. The only person above uh, Mitch Garver outside of Corey Seager is Jonah Heim, who has been the everyday starting catcher. Garver had a 943 OPS in those six games, as well as a pair of huge three-run home runs. Corey Seager had an OPS over a thousand, and you know him coming back to this lineup is going to, for those who were concerned about the you know whoever's playing in left field, um, Bubba Thompson getting more playing time, and um, and uh, Leo Tavares having some playing time in center field, and the number eight and nine spots in your lineup not being super great. By the way, that happens with literally every team, and every team is concerned about their back end of their bullpen depth. Um, so that's why I thought this team's concerns were actually kind of comforting. But you know, getting those guys back, and also Jacob Grom is scheduled to come off the IL. I think if if he go, goes the actual 15 days and doesn't come back or and, and doesn't have to stay on any longer, that's gonna be somewhere around the middle of May. We don't know at this point. Maybe it'll it'll end up being more like three weeks or a month or, um, you know, who freaking knows with Jacob DeGrom. But those guys coming back from injury towards the back half of the month of this season is going to be huge, huge for this one. And number five is the number five reason why the Rangers will have a winning record in the month of May is these key off days. They have two big off days on the first and the fourth of this month. They also have what will be I, I, I want to say one of the most needed off days of the season. I, I will say at least the most off, needed off day of the season. To that point, on May 18th, they will have a 13-game stretch where they have a 10-game road trip that is going to start this weekend against the Angels, then on the road against the Mariners, then four games against the A's, and they come back home to face off against the Braves after being on the road on the West Coast for 10 straight days. That is going to be a huge off day for them. Having these two off days this week means that they can kind of set their rotation and not have to plug Dane, Dane Dunning in until probably that series against the Mariners when we'll first see him starting. Give these starting pitchers just a little bit of a breather before that 13 games in 13-day stretch. Hopefully those will be, you know, well-received. The The schedule is, is pretty good. Also, that 
this road trip is going to be huge for the Rangers. The Angels and Mariners have not been off to the best of starts, and the Rangers have been really hot to start this season. If they can take advantage of these six games this weekend and the midweek of next week, that is going to be huge for this team because the Rangers don't get a whole lot of games, didn't get a whole lot of games against the Astros in the first month, um, or I think any games against the Mariners in the first month. Those are their two biggest competitions I thought heading into the season for the AOS the Rangers need to get some wins on these teams while they are struggling they did that taking two out of three in Houston for their first series AOS series of the year hopefully they can continue to do that on this road trip and get some wins against those lowly A's hopefully not drop a one-run game like they did in the Friday night struggle of that Oakland series before absolutely pounding them into the into the dirt um the final few games of that series coming up we're going to look at really quickly at some rankings some power rankings where the rangers stack up why they need some more respect and a little look ahead at this dbex series but first this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. talk uh, you know it's really easy to you know get caught up in what you need from everybody else and or what everybody else needs from you and never really take a moment to think of yourself but when we spend all our time giving it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so keep you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind i recently started therapy actually as soon as i will upload this episode i have a therapy session it has been really really helpful for me who has been going through some mental health struggles and if you have been going through the same um then you know maybe better help is is the right place for you therapy is a very very helpful too if you're thinking about starting therapy you should give better help a try it's entirely online designed to be convenient flexible and suited to your schedule just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge find more balance with better help Dot com. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnMLB. Now, some real quick look at some power rankings. Lord help me, I have fallen back to the old me. I never used to care about power ranking for the longest time. You know, when, when the Rangers were first good and I was early in my fandom, I thought, okay, yes, power rankings. I know that everybody loves power rankings. They love to get mad about things and rankings in general. Just people like to get mad about rankings online. Um, and I am people. I am, I am a man of the people because I am getting mad about power rankings. The Rangers have been... Uh, pretty well respected honestly in in some of these power rankings pretty disrespected in a few of them but i i believe if i was doing a power rankings i would put the rangers probably about fifth right now they have been a very good team their run differential like i said is the second best in all of baseball they have been doing it against some bad teams but against good teams as well and the, these are all the power rankings that i could find that i i felt like including here the athletic much respect to the athletic having the rangers all the way up at number six mlb.com has them at 10 cbs 10 fox 8th yahoo 12th who had them 16th the week before i i am very perplexed by that um yahoo uh bleacher report had them all the way up at number six espn who was the only product that I found that didn't put out the rankings on Monday. I believe they did that on Friday. ESPN had the Rangers at nine. Maybe they would have dropped, jumped them back up if they unveiled them on Monday after the Rangers just walloped the Yankees in that series finale. But 
I, I feel like this is too low. All of these, I, I would put the Rangers at five. I mean, six feels healthy and, but putting them all the way down there at 12 and some of them and you know, 10 for MLB.com. It's just like this Rangers team is better than that. They're not just beating up on bad teams, which again, there's no shame in that. Even the worst teams are still going to win quite a few games. I mean, the Rays have not exactly played all the best teams. They Their hardest series of the year, I believe, was against the Blue Jays on the road. They lost that series. Those were their first losses of the year. And yeah, they've been putting up a lot of runs against the A's and the Tigers and um, the whoever's. Um, but And they're going to have to face a pretty good Pirates team this week, which confuses me to say but they are a good pirates team the rangers will have to head to pittsburgh at the end of this month which was a series i thought okay the the final you know half of this month the rangers have a series against the rockies the pirates the orioles on the road and the tigers on the road and thought okay well you know three of those four series are going to be really easy well the pirate series is not going to be easy but the rangers deserve some more respect they are not just beating up on bad teams they are eight and two against teams that made the alcs and nlcs last season and they have a plus 40 run differential against the final four teams remaining in the postseason from last year there's this guy that I was arguing for way too long with on Twitter, but poo-pooing all of, oh, well, you know, the, the lowly Yankees, the lowly Yankees, the Yankees have some injuries, and so the Rangers shouldn't feel good about beating up on them. Yeah, yeah, they should. Yeah, they should. The Rangers have some injuries, too. The Rangers took two out of three in Houston and had a net positive run differential, even though the only game that they lost was when their starter was knocked out of the game before he could finish, I believe, three innings. John Gray got knocked out with that liner, and... The Rangers, had they not gone down so so quickly in that one and things gotten out of hand, they might have swept the series in Houston. When If they did that, then maybe teams, maybe national writers and people around baseball will be looking at them more as serious contenders. Um, uh, whatever the opposite of a shout-out is to the uh, Baseball Barbecue Podcast, um, Cespedes Family Barbecast, the good podcast, good dudes who are giving uh, an inordinate amount of hate to the Rangers this season. I mean, a lot of these national podcasts that I listen to, the only times that they're talking about the Rangers are, oh, Jacob DeGrom's hurt again. So, uh, well, I guess, why do we care about the Rangers? They're not they're not going to be any good. Well, they've done it without Corey Seager. They've done it without Mitch Garver. They're going to have to do it for a little while without Jacob DeGrom. But this is pro- this is a team that has proven itself good. And, uh, yeah, you, you fans, as well as me, we are all fans of this team that uh, are annoyed at the disrespect of national media paid to the Texas Rangers, which is a good place to be. It is a a strange place for the person who's hosted a daily podcast since 2019 about this team to finally be in a place where it can be like, yeah, people don't respect this team enough um, because they're actually good. Not, yeah, people don't respect my team because they're bad. The Rangers are good, and they are going to continue to prove themselves good, hopefully in this series against the Diamondbacks on this Tuesday game. It will be crucial for the Rangers. They have Zach Gallen versus John Gray. Zach Gallen has been one of the best pitchers in all of baseball this season so far. He has just been incredibly dominant, the 27-year-old who I, I wanted the Rangers to maybe try and make a trade for he's got plenty of years of control he's a guy who doesn't walk anybody and strikes a bunch of guys out love those guys those guys are really really good he's got a really nasty changeup, a really effective curveball and a cutter and there was this pitch he threw i can't remember who it was against i think it was against the cubs go go look it up as just the weird weird zach gallon cutter slash changeup pitch it was it was a combination of both. It was up and out of the zone into a left-handed hitter that was cutting it was kind of like LeClerc's cut changeup, the the Slavio as he calls it, which is 
often mislabeled as a slider, but this one looked more change up -y than that, but also had some cut action. This guy has been very, very effective. The Rangers are going to have their hands full with him. He has a really good spin rate on his fastball. His expected ERA and Woba is in the top 7% of baseball. His walk rate is in the top 9% of baseball, and his strikeout rate is in the top 4% of baseball. He's getting guys to chase. Doesn't have a whole lot of velocity on his fastball, averaging 94 miles an hour, which would have been crazy to say like 10 years ago. Like, oh yeah, he's got a really slow fastball. It averages 94 miles an hour, but he can spin that sucker really good and he can pinpoint it very well john gray is going to have his hands full in this one i'm not sure who the projected starter is in the second game mlb does not have it um baseball reference does not have it i'm assuming that it is going to be the number two starter in the rotation which is merrill kelly kelly has been very effective for them this season a 306 era by the way zach allen's era is 215 on the season in six starts he also has um I was going to say complete game shutout, but he does not. Um, but Merrill Kelly is probably going to be the second starter in this one, which is a darn shame because the rest of their starters have not been super great. They had Madison Bumgarner. They DFA'd him. By the way, in case you're asking if I want Madison Bumgarner as a rec reclamation project to come back to this team and have a you know, rekindling with Bochi, absolutely freaking not. He is not only washed, he is not a great clubhouse presence, just kind of a bummer of a dude. Um, you know, that's why they call him bum garner short for bummer garner they also have tommy henry who's got an era over six zach davies is on the il with an era over five their bullpen has been fine kyle nelson has been very effective andrew chafin has been fairly effective um but really it's a couple of guys in their offense who have been absolutely crushing it corbin carroll who is one of the top pr prospects in all of baseball a guy who plays right field, center field, mostly right field for them this year because they already have a pretty good center fielder in Alec Thomas. He has got an OPS over 900 at this point. And Geraldo Perdomo, who was one of the worst hitters in all of baseball last year, has been absolutely crushing it, hitting a 383 with an on-base over 450 and slugging 617. That is an OPS of 1,073. It's only in 22 games, 71 plate appearances, but he's been really freaking good. The top of their lineup has been very effective, and they've gotten enough out of their top two starters. I don't think this team is quite as good as... As their record indicates this year, their second place in the NOS had been first for most of it. They're sec, uh, 16 and 13. Their Pythagorean record has them at 15 and 14, so just a little bit ahead of 500. The Rangers' Pythagorean record has them with 20 wins, I believe, at this point. Yes, uh, 20 and 8 as opposed to the 17 and 11 they are right now. But if the Rangers face their top two starters, the Diamondbacks, then this is going to be a tough series for them. They need to take at least one. If they can get this first game, then I definitely think they can sweep the series, head into this long 10-game road trip with on a on a winning streak, on a, you know, could be a five-game winning streak if they end up taking both of these games. You head into, into a 10-game road trip against your AL West rivals, who you can hopefully put further into the ground, kill the playoff hopes of the Mariners before they have fully allowed, been allowed to spring before we even hit, um, you know, June, that would be a huge, huge benefit for, to the Rangers who need to win this month of May. June's going to be tough. July is going to be really tough. So the Rangers, hopefully those five reasons come true and the Rangers do have a winning month of May. 
but it starts this series against the Diamondbacks. It should be a very fun matchup tonight, but that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Rangers. Thank you all so much to the everydayers. On tomorrow's show, I will be breaking down uh, some of the weaknesses in the American League West, why the Rangers have a big opportunity to seize a playoff spot and knock some of their division rivals out early on this season. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy first place Texas Rangers baseball.